out her books. California would be nice, or Florida. I hurried past the reference desk, glad that Dorothy was mesmerized by something on her computer screen, and turned the corner to Sally's office. Library director shouted the sign over the doorway in big, bold caps. I stood before the closed door, reminding myself that Sally had no real authority over me. I was working as a floating librarian, a temp, and I could quit any time I liked. If she gave me another lecture on proper attire, this time I knew my rights. The library hadn't had a dress code for its employees since 1963. Still, I tugged at the ends of my tunic, which refused to budge any lower than mid-thigh over my leggings. Besides, I was leaving. I felt a twinge of guilt, knowing Uncle Bosco would be upset when I gave him the news. But I'd told him back in May that I was only visiting. I couldn't help it if he wanted me to stay so badly he'd made himself believe I'd be settling down in Clover Ridge. I knocked. As I entered Sally's office, a draft of wind blew by, as though someone were entering the office beside me. Good morning, Carrie. Sally looked up from her desk. She frowned when her glance reached my hair. I'm glad you finally got here. I arrived on time. It's now three past nine. I wished I hadn't risen to the bait. Sally loved to put people on the defensive. So it is. Please, have a seat. Uh-oh. What am I in for? I'd sat in this office only once before, the day Uncle Bosco had introduced me to Sally and all but ordered her to take me on as an assistant librarian. I perched on the edge of the chair and hoped my expression was pleasant. I waited as the silence continued. Finally, Sally spoke. Your job application indicates that before coming here, most of your library experience was in adult programming? It's true. I knew I sounded as puzzled as I felt. In the five months I'd been working there, I'd spent no more than ten days in programs and events. You had a stint as programs coordinator in a small New Jersey library. Yes, filling in while the coordinator was out on leave. The director has given you an excellent reference. Sally sounded unhappy about that fact. She sighed. I don't know if you're aware of it, but Barbara Sills has had to resign her position as head of programs and events. Her husband took a job in California, and they're leaving at the end of the month. No, I didn't know. We need a new head of programs and events, and I, she cleared her throat, would like to offer you the position. Really? I stared at Sally. She looked sullen. I opened my mouth to say I didn't want any part of this when she spoke. I can't imagine you get much satisfaction floating from one section of the library to the other. I don't. To tell you the truth, I've been thinking of Lee. A draft chilled my neck as a voice whispered softly in my ear. Don't be a fool. Tell her you'll think it over and give her your answer tomorrow. I looked around. Only Sally and I were in the room.
Go on, tell her, the voice hissed. Or she'll think you're a moron and withdraw the offer. Startled, I cleared my throat and obeyed the mysterious voice. Was this my conscience telling me my vagabond days were over? The offer sounds very tempting, and I have been thinking about my future. Mostly my future outside Clover Ridge. Of course you have, Sally said in a hearty manner not at all like her. You're almost 30. You have to consider what you'll be doing for the rest of your life. I cringed. Did she have to remind me my big birthday was just two months away? What does this new position entail? I asked. She proceeded to tell me about the various classes, programs, and events that filled almost every hour of the week the library was open to the public.